What's up, everybody? I'm Val, joined by my host, Emmy. Hello! My cryptid is actually from Massachusetts today. Yes, I saw that in your little, like, topic. I was like, no way! I actually didn't know that, because when I think Dover, I think, um, what, like, Ireland? Oh, yeah, you're right. Right? (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, like, the White Cliffs of Dover or something? I'm I'm just a geography mogul, it's fine. Oh, Carter and I saw the new Meg movie. It's out. Stop it. How was that? It was fun. Was it too long, like the first one? No, it felt better time-wise. That's hilarious. And there was more shark action, at least, so... Oh, thank God. I had no idea it was ending when it ended. I had no idea we were at the end. (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. It was just a ride the whole time. And then the emotional music started playing. And I was like, wait, is it about to be over? (laughs) No, that's crazy. Wait, now I want to see it. Because, like, I really would love to see the Barbie movie. But I'm having a really hard time because I really don't want to be in a crowded theater. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it is just so unappetizing to me to be in a room with like a hundred people like I'm super spoiled being able to work outside with no walls no ceiling so then anytime I'm inside like a closed space and there's more than like 30 people I'm like danger yeah we saw Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day yep you did it you you did that (laughs) we crushed some buffalo wild wings in between I decided to um (laughs) accept my transition to an iPad kid and I'm doing a a three-month trial of Apple Arcade so I can play like all of these different games and I have like Cooking Mama and like what I didn't realize is like you know the Hello Kitty Islander game I want that it came out get the get the trial get the trial oh my god because I'm free it's not it's not I don't think it's free because it, it just it says it's under like like the Apple Arcade umbrella and usually oh. you have to like pay for that stuff. Look at, look at this. So my my coworker like cuz I'll like I don't know, it's like it's the kind of friendship we have where like I'll get him like a little gift and then he'll get me like a little gift and we both like Sanrio stuff. So I always get him Kuroki yes. and he'll get me like other stuff. You know, Hangio Don is my boy. Um but he found this and I thought it was just like cute stationery inside. But it's like a bunch of sticky notes. Whoa. Like these are all like little notepads. I was like, this is the coolest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Look at my Whoa. son. Oh, yeah. That one is you. Bro, he's everything. <laughs> you know what? His favorite hobby is billiards and his best friend is a squid. <laughs> I love all of them. Mm-hmm. Anything cute. I have like stuffed animals at my lab station at work because I'm a normal human girl. So I've been replacing the tape measures at work with character tape measures. <laughs> <laughs> and then because everybody at work, they, they keep taking the tape measures from where I put them and then they mm-hmm. lose them. So the only ones that now I'm like keeping charge of are the cute ones. So everybody only can use the cute ones. <laughs> It's perfect. And like I have all these like like different like Sanrio pens. So it's always just really funny to see what people grab when they aren't paying attention. 
and then they have to fill out paperwork with like a hangyodon charm just like jingling jangling as they're like trying to write notes yeah I love the sticky notes too and I have a couple of them and it'll be funny because we write comments on our paperwork so mm-hmm. sometimes I'll just have like a sticky note stuck to it and it'll be like sample in this bag was not as described blah blah <laughs> blah and then it'll just be like a picture of pom-pom porine like this <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> I love that. I love like there's something so it's almost like malicious compliance. Yeah. But no, it's <laughs> but it's like harmless, you know? <laughs> that was like one time. So we QC our stuff, right? Quality control. Sure. So you fill out the paperwork, put it in a bin, someone else looks at it and then sends it up to be typed, type of deal. <laughs> so one time someone was looking at one of my papers and they were like, Val is this a glitter pen? <laughs> I would have been like, uh, is it shiny? <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. I guess we should do the podcast now. So I'm covering haunted dolls and I decided to pick three of them. Um, and so... I picked uh, Robert the doll, which is truly an absolute paranormal icon. I picked uh, Annabelle the doll also. I would say that now she's a paranormal icon, but I don't think she earned it like Robert earned it. And then there's (laughs) Okiku the doll, who is less of a paranormal icon um, and and more just kind of, I actually think of it as almost like a lighthearted story, especially compared to the other two. So, so the thing about it is I was, I was actually going to do a different topic. I was going to pick a location and then I was just scrolling on Facebook and I saw this letter some, that somebody had written to Robert the doll 12 years after visiting the doll. And he literally wrote it back in May of this year. Whoa. Yeah. I was like, I was like, dude, this is crazy. Like this is still happening. (laughs) So when I saw that, I was like, I have to do haunted dolls. That's why that message on Discord was sent at like three in the morning. I was like, dolls. <laughs> so um, are you familiar with Robert the doll? Not really. No, I don't think I know anything about him other than the name. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Robert the doll for me, it was like one of those, one of those kind of like beginner ghost stories. It was like one of those things that like a lot of people, or at least like I would just like keep finding in amongst like the really like, like commonly talked about haunting stuff and paranormal stuff. Like, you know, if I was on Wikipedia looking at ghosts, it would be like in the top five or whatever. (laughs) And um, I actually have a book that I literally read cover to cover when I was like nine years old, and it's called Ghostly Encounters. And it literally, I just looked at it today, and it's from Borders. <laughs> oh my god, throwback! <laughs> and and somebody literally wrote on the tag paranormal, but it's spelled wrong. Instead of normal, it's N O R M I L. So that's just iconic is what that is. Um, 
but the the but I think the the best part about this book is you would think that it was just you know uh, a bunch of stories about paranormal encounters, but what it actually is is it's basically a travel guide for haunted hotels and attractions all over the United States. So it gives you like a brief summary of like the location, the history, and then there's literally sections about like um dining and don't miss, and then it says like a bunch of stuff that you should like look for, and so within this book is when I finally like read like a full story and like history of Robert the doll because he is basically um I guess you could say Robert grew up uh, um in this house <laughs> called the artist house in Key West Florida so Robert the doll still lives in Key West Florida but he's currently um at, in a museum um it's the East Marteo Museum in Key West um, and the artist house, actually, where he grew up is um, also in Key West, and it's also like an attraction and a really big part of their website was like the history of Robert the doll. So it seems like they may have a relationship with the museum that he currently like resides at. Oh, yeah. So Robert the doll in particular, he is a he's he's like called a straw doll, but he's basically this like fabric body doll and then this like cork head. So his face is really, really smooth. As of 2023, Robert the doll is 119 years old. And uh, so everything is really, really worn down. Apparently his face used to be very, very brightly painted. And thank God it is no longer painted because <laughs> that would be so scary. But his hands and feet look to be like fabric, like sewed. And then apparently he's stuffed with like wood wool. So I can't imagine he's very like cozy. The fact that really blew my mind, other than the fact that his face was used to be painted, is the fact that he is 40 inches tall. Wow. 40 inches? That's over three feet. That's massive. There's no reason for him to be that large. Like, that is so threatening. I literally thought that he was just, like, kind of, like, porcelain doll-sized. Not that he was, like, child sized so that's horrible <laughs> and then he's also in this like white and blue sailor outfit with like a little hat and everything um and so currently he's kept in the museum and he is in like a little glass case and he has a little chair and he has a little stuffed dog that's his stuffed animal <laughs> and the thing about robert is that like part of his lore is that he really hates disrespect he hates rowdiness and he hates cameras and it's like if you do something without his permission to him or even near him especially if you try to take a picture of him you will be like straight up cursed like people there's so many like stories about people like their battery just like dies the picture's corrupted their their phone or their camera is like broken until they leave the museum um, or there's the letter that I referenced, and I am going to read it um, because I think it's very telling about just Robert in general. Um, he, yeah, like this guy who wrote it was cursed, like straight up cursed. And the whole idea is that Robert is a really, really serious totem of bad luck. So historically, he was a one of a kind doll created by the Steiff Company of Germany. Um, and he was given to this young boy, Robert Eugene Otto. And Robert got his name from the little boy that he was given to. 
But apparently, the reason why Robert the Doll has the name Robert is because he took it from Eugene, who would very quickly after receiving Robert the Doll, he only wanted to be called Gene. And then Robert was now the doll. Whoa. Yeah. So so that was sort of like one of the first creepy little changes. But then things started happening. Very poltergeist. You know, Robert would be moving around, being very menacing, different positions. It was very similar to like the Annabelle doll manifestation where like you'd find it in different places or like Eugene would even try to like throw it away because part of the the weird relationship that Eugene and Robert had is that Robert would talk to Eugene constantly just demands and complaints and orders and all kinds of things and it just wore Eugene down all the way until his death Eugene did have a wife he did have a family he did have like a whole life he was part of a wealthy family um, but he always had Robert even to his old age Everybody tried to get rid of the doll. Nobody liked the doll. The doll even had its own room, which was the turret in the artist house. And so even now, I remember like, you know, watching stuff when I was little and they were like, you know, even though Robert doesn't even live in the artist house anymore. And people say that at night you can still see a silhouette walking back and forth and they think it's Robert. You're like, it's so crazy the hold that this doll had on this like boy who literally became a man with a three foot tall doll giving him orders. Yeah. Like it's, it's like a real actual thing. Like it's so strange and everybody around him just had to accept it because they were also being threatened and scared by this doll. So eventually, you know, Eugene passes away and they, they give the doll to the museum. And, and I'm pretty sure Robert has like very specific hours that you can only visit him. Um, and you have to ask permission before like talking to him or taking pictures or really anything, if you can even take a picture. Um, and so the letter I think is crazy. Dear Robert, it's been 11 or 12 years since I visited you. At that time, I think I may have unknowingly offended you. I do remember taking your picture and a man in the group I was in asked if I had your permission. I was taken off guard and said I forgot. I deleted the photo and then asked your permission. I can't remember, but I may have forgotten to say goodbye to you as the group was moving quickly to the exit. For both of these errors, I sincerely apologize. In the years since my visit, I have continued health problems, including having 11 cardiac stents and back surgery and continuing joint problems. I mention this because what struck me was the other night I was watching a documentary about you. And when they were going through your rules, my left nostril started bleeding a couple minutes after they finished your rules. It stopped. Coincidence? (laughs) That was... (laughs) That was when I started trying to recall my visit to you. My memory is not what it used to be, but I do remember clearly the photo incident. So again, I apologize. I meant no disrespect. If indeed you have cursed me, I ask that you remove the curse and forgive my ignorance. Sincerely, K. Ash. Oh my God. Yeah. So I like, and I found that from the official Robert the Doll Facebook. They like posted it, you know, and they were like, always remember to respect Robert. <laughs> I was like, ah. 
Yeah, like I think it's super, super fascinating. And like you, you can ask anybody if they have visited Robert the doll, something weird has happened. Um, so the next doll that I want to talk about is Annabelle. And honestly, what I found the most interesting about Annabelle is, is how uninteresting she actually is. Yeah. Because like the Don't only- disrespect her. She'll hey, get she, you. She's not like Robert, okay? Robert has pull. Robert has fingers everywhere, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Annabelle is locked up in a box. So, because <laughs> the other thing about Robert the doll is he's even haunting the museum he's in because he will leave the box they keep him in because they don't keep him there overnight. They move him somewhere else and he'll like move around the property. Like there's been stories of people closing the museum and they'll hear footsteps and he'll be like hiding from them. And then they'll find him like on the floor somewhere. That's terrifying. Pass. Absolute pass. (laughs) Um. But like Annabelle is is kind of interesting because it, I kind of think it's one of those things where it's like with Robert, I feel like people really tested his limits and that's why he's so scary to me. Whereas Annabelle isn't as scary because Ed and Lorraine Warren kind of like jumped on it really quickly. And there wasn't like, because in the movie, right, when we think about like the Conjuring movie. I think that's the first time you see Annabelle because that's when you see like the nurse and the boyfriend and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, like, that part, that retelling is basically true. The doll was given to Donna by her mom. Donna was a nursing student, and then Annabelle continued to, like, um, haunt the apartment. And the parts that are definitely true are, like, Annabelle leaving notes, moving around the apartment, just being, like, a spooky little girl. Um, But the part that is not true is the entirety of the Annabelle film. Um. And uh, the fact that they didn't try to throw Annabelle away ever. They just simply handed her over to Ed and Lorraine Warren. And the Warrens took them on and and just like kept her, you know, forever until they passed away. Actually, relatively recently. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Lorraine only passed away in like 2010 or something. Yeah, that was recent. Yeah, which I I think is really, that's like super surreal. Because like, you know, it all happened in, like, the 60s, and that's not, like, it's a long time ago, but, like, not really, (laughs) and the other thing, too, that I always, like, that really got me is how Annabelle is portrayed so horrifically in all of the films. It's like she gets just like creepier and grosser. She has too many (laughs) bones in her face. Like there's just so much going on with the the human hair thing happening. And and like, I actually think that Annabelle doll in the movie is probably comparable in size to Robert the doll. But in real life, (laughs) Annabelle the doll is actually a Raggedy Ann doll. You know, which is all circles and patches and bright colors. And the actual doll is in this like blue, like paisley dress with a lot of white and then the, the stockings and then the striped socks. And that actually means that she would have been purchased basically brand new. Um, and, and it would have happened in the 70s because this specific design of Raggedy Ann did not appear before 1970. And I just like, I just think it's really kind of interesting that like, haunted dolls are so spooky to people and I think it has to do with the uncanny valley aspect of something that looks human but isn't human but it's alive and I think that a Raggedy Ann doll would have been way creepy enough even without 
like glorifying her features in the actual franchise like they really could have done something a lot crazier I think yeah I totally agree yeah right because like it's it's that thing of like you know you see the Annabelle doll in the movie and you're like of course that's going to be scary look at that you know (laughs) but like if you see a raggedy ant doll you're like oh that can't possibly hurt me and then all of a sudden it's like eating my esophagus you know like it's (laughs) fine yeah It would it just would have been like way cooler. Like it, it reminds me of like the the clown doll in Poltergeist. Like you can argue that the clown doll is like a cute kid's toy, but it's yeah, creepy because they made it creepy. And then Annabelle currently, I do believe that she does currently reside in Connecticut within their like museum of haunted things. And so the last doll that I wanted to talk about is what I kind of think is like it it didn't even feel like bad or scary. It, it was almost like a bittersweet situation. Um, so the doll I'm going to talk about is Okiku. And she's really well known because her hair grows. Whoa. So, yeah. So Okiku is like this little porcelain doll. And she was purchased by a young man in 1918. And he gifted it to his little sister. Unfortunately, within the next year, his little sister passed away from some kind of flu. You know, they're grieving and they created a shrine to pray to like the, the little girl and, you know, respect her, remember her. And all of a sudden, slowly but surely, the doll's hair would grow and just keep growing um and and what I liked about the article I read is that they they and you might even like recognize what I'm describing but the doll itself was in like a beautiful kimono and it had a okapa hairstyle so it's like jet black hair really sharp bangs across the forehead and a really sharp cut like right at the jawline and it kind of puffs out in like almost a triangle Yeah, and apparently that was a very, very traditional hairstyle, especially for dolls around that time. And so, of course, they would start to notice when that hairstyle starts to become different and starts to lay differently and change. It goes from this poofy hairstyle to a much more flat, very straight hairstyle. Interestingly enough, they they accepted the fact that it was most likely possessed by this poor girl's like distressed spirit. And so they actually kept the doll for 20 more years until the family had to move to the mainland and so they actually gave the the doll to a temple in Hokkaido uh Hokkaido Japan and it's been there ever since so since like 1938 this doll has been there and watched over and renowned and they periodically cut her hair a priest one year had a dream where Okiku told him that that would make her happy if he trimmed her hair periodically. And so they keep trimming it year after year and it keeps growing. And then the final thing that I thought was crazy, right? So not only can you still visit Okiku and and talk to her and like, you know, get pay your respects and see her hair and everything, um, but you're not allowed to take any pictures any video anything but she still like exists as like an attraction um her hair is still growing um there's a really cool picture that I'll share on discord and it like shows what she's supposed to look like and then it shows what she looks like with the hair grown out it's like it's really kind of distressing um wait no actually a a couple more things um (laughs) so um there's there's lore that her hair was tested by a lab and it was shown to be human hair. 
and then not only is her hair consistently growing but there's a like it's kind of a myth it's kind of a rumor but her mouth is slowly opening allegedly so like so like year after year she gets like like a millimeter more of hair right and year after year her mouth is opening just a little bit more <laughs> i was like that oh. is crazy I was like, no, that's so fucking creepy. Don't you close that shit. Put something over it. She doesn't need to talk. <laughs> Could have another Robert situation. But yeah, th- those are those are probably my favorite dolls. <laughs> but Robert is my homie. I pay all the respects to Robert. Please don't haunt me. I'm already really depressed. I don't need anything else. <laughs> like, don't haunt me. I'm just a homie. I'm really just doing my best. Yeah, no, I find dolls so unsettling. So I'm going to be like having my LEDs on tonight when I fall asleep. Right? Be like, sorry, Robert. Thank you, Robert. (laughs) Something happens. I'm like, oh, Robert. (laughs) Thank you, Robert. Very cool. Thanks, Obama. But it's Robert. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Shall I get into mine? Yes, I'm ready. This week, I'm looking at the Dover Demon. This refers to a creature reportedly seen by several people during the spring of 1977 in Dover, Massachusetts. This town lies about 20 miles from Boston. The first witness was a 17-year-old boy named Bill Bartlett while he was driving his car. He made a sketch of that creature, which is also what I sent you in the Discord. Mm -hmm. For the listener, I can only describe this as a hairless, four-legged creature with feet like a gecko that also has a head shaped like a peanut, no nose, and perfect black circles for eyes. The second witness, another teen named Bill Baxter, described the creature as something between animal and human with a figurate-shaped head that held two black eyes. And some people said the eyes glowed in like a greenish or an orangish color. And it's reported Bill Baxter was so frightened that he fled the scene where a couple that was driving found him down the road, just noticeably upset and shaking. The next night, around the same time, a 15-year-old girl named Abby Brabham, a boy named Will Traintner, who was 18, allegedly also saw the creature. One cryptozoologist from the area, Lauren Coleman, interviewed all of the witnesses and concluded they seemed credible. This is also coming from a cryptozoologist so i i really don't know but (laughs) what do you mean my boy has so much credibility it's insane (laughs) and this is something i found funny in the interview with bill baxter the cryptozoologist describes what happened as bill knew a friend in the neighborhood had a head that was bigger than normal and he thought it was his friend so he started yelling out mj is that you But it wasn't him, and the creature didn't respond. (laughs) Very helpful. 
very cool and i'm like oh my god years later that guy mj is probably like wow (laughs) oh no i don't think that helped bill at all interestingly enough when plotted geographically the separate sightings occur on a two mile straight transect about so some people speculate this was a hoax obviously (laughs) or the creature might have been a snowy owl or possibly a young cow or like a baby moose or horse but in my research i saw no horses were reported missing at this time so very reassuring (laughs) thank you I love cryptid research because it's like never has to have any credibility or anything. Because you're literally like, they're, you know, it's 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 almost like they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. And okay, so when I was still looking into the hoax possibility, I learned that allegedly the three teens who each reported seeing the creature, they didn't know each other well. The incident also happened during a school vacation week. So school children in general had less contact with each other than normal when this happened. You know, nothing could really spread through the lunchroom on the next day. Because this happened on two separate nights. Okay, so my favorite theory is that they saw a mangy animal, which I thought this would explain the hairlessness Mm -hmm. with the smooth, palish skin and the dark eyes. And the first thing I thought of was a photo of a mangy bear. Because they just look like they have huge eyes and they just That's look exactly so gross. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like a hairless, mangy bear is horrific. It looks nothing like the actual animal. Fun fact for you. <laughs> animal Planet featured this critter in 2009 on an episode of Lost Tapes. And you can also find it in a few different comic book series. Plus, there's a life-size model of the Dover Demon currently displayed at the Crypto Museum in Portland, Maine that we have to go to at some point. Yeah? Oh my god! This creature hasn't been spotted since. Or has it? (laughs) (laughs) Eerily enough, there's another American cryptid that strikingly resembles the Dover Demon, in Cree folklore, the Manigishi are humanoids with big heads, round eyes, smooth skin, and long feet that resemble tendrils. They are said to have a mischievous nature by playing pranks or sabotaging humans that come across them. However, there's debate whether or not the Manigishi share a true resemblance with the Dover demon or that their description was altered to try to find an explanation for the Dover demon. Some say that the Manigishi are more like tiny, compact humans who do live in rocks and rivers and the woods, but that they even wear parkas and they're just less humanoid and more tiny person. Hmm. And they're well-intentioned, not entirely tricksters. They're said to be known to help children who get lost in the woods. But I couldn't really find a definitive definition for which description would be more accurate, Mm -hmm. as in which came first. Because neither of these are really, like, well-known cryptids. Yeah. While I was on this website, though, I did find a D&D character sheet made for a Manigishi, which was really fun. Another creature sighted in 1978 that bears a similarity to the Dover demon is the Toronto Tunnel Monster. 
No, I thought this one was actually really chilling. So Yeah, that sounds really scary already. <laughs> a 51-year-old man was looking for his lost cat when he comes across a tunnel. And it looks kind of like a, you know, the sewer in the It remake that they're nice. like going to walk in. Yeah, because it's like a drain. It's kind of like that. This man shines his flashlight and he describes what he saw as a living nightmare. He describes it as three feet long, large teeth weighing maybe 30 pounds with slate gray fur and orange eyes. He says that the creature hissed at him and even said, go away. Now, he booked it out of there. Unfortunately, a year later, he revisited the location and the remains of a cat were found in the alleyway. Now, I know this isn't credible at all, right? But I was watching that episode of Lost Tapes through Animal Planet's YouTube channel where I just love finding old shows like the most extreme and things like that yes. and rewatch them in like grainy quality. Oh my God. Yep. And I was looking through the comments of this and so many people have claimed to have a been from Massachusetts and B spotted the demon themselves. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of these people remarked that it didn't seem entirely malevolent, but curious. However, it should best be avoided. After this, though, I was like, it looks like we're taking a trip to Dover soon. Right? Perhaps we can go camping. Literally, isn't Bridgewater near South Shore? Yes. Yeah. Like, that's crazy town. Because the Bridgewater Triangle, I know, is a spicy place. So now we have Bridgewater, Dover, Maine. I know someone that recently discovered they were located in the Bridgewater Triangle and wanted to move. Yeah. <laughs> and I, mean, I was like, wow, the superstition is, like, strong. Yeah, I mean, I would get pretty stressed, not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, wow, this is a real unfortunate reality for me. <laughs> <laughs> I even saw some places that even tried to link this to the Chupacabra, but it just... The descriptions are so different in geographically different. that yeah yeah i'm i'm always way too skeptical when anybody claims to have seen the chupacabra outside or like above texas <laughs> but yeah if you go on the youtube video there's so many comments of people claiming to have seen it which obviously that can't be verified but it's still <laughs> so creepy it's really it's it's interesting because, like, I'm I'm not used to thinking of Massachusetts as, like, a cryptid state, but I would say it's definitely cryptid as hell. This one comment that I find funny is, I think the Dover demon is a demon sent from hell to torment the souls of Dover, Massachusetts. <laughs> right, to, to, to just, like, demon and haunt all the residents of Dover just because they chose to live in Dover. What's interesting, too, is the cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman is actually pretty well respected in that field. So he was technically kind of putting his name on the line when he said that they seemed credible. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> this comment says, oh, it's so cute. 
I think it's kind of creepy. <laughs> a lot of Bible verses in the comments too. And I'm like, are you just trying to will it away through I the know. internet? Just just like casually trying to hook anybody in that they can. Yeah, I eat this stuff up. The Lost Tapes, it. Monster Quest, any of I that. Honestly, like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I keep coming back to watching Zoom meetings of court proceedings. You love those. I don't know why. (laughs) Like, it's just so fascinating. And it's also a really great way to learn what not to do. Just like as an adult in general, don't do none of that. I think it's so funny that you say that because... I love legal stuff, and I once listened to, this was a great week at work, 32 hours of someone just reading discovery documents. That just has me so jazzed, you know? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm really fascinated by custody hearings and, like, stuff like that. Or, like, like all of the, like, messy stuff that happens when, like, two parents just aren't cooperating, I think is wild. And it's super different state to state, too. So you never know, like, what's going to happen with these people. But, yeah, that's pretty much what I have for my little creature this week. (laughs) He's perfect. He's beautiful. What was the Toronto tunnel monster? Tunnel monster. I love that idea. It it kind of reminds me of um there's this SCP and mm-hmm. he's like this he's like made of like cardboard boxes and he he lives in tunnels. But if you like summon him incorrectly, he'll go into any tunnel, anything that classifies as a tunnel, including really? your intestines or your veins or something. So he'll just appear and your arm will just like explode from your body or something. <laughs> I literally That's wanna... terrifying. I know. I love stuff like that, though, where you're like, oh, OK, it's just like a guy and he lives in tunnels. And then you're like. What classifies as a tunnel? I love the, there's like a YouTube video and it has a horrible drawing of the Toronto tunnel monster. And it's like (laughs) superimposed on like an actual picture somebody took of like just a a cement tunnel with graffiti. (laughs) And then there's like three bold question marks next to it. (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's him. That's the tunnel monster. Oh, love it. All right. Now the hard part. Another topic. (laughs) I know. I have a couple movies I've seen recently that I could always do. Movies. You know what I just watched like all of? Sweet Tooth. That's good, right? Have you seen seen it? it. No. You have to. You have to. I really think that you would like it. I think it would be right up your alley. And what I really enjoy, too, is, like, I feel comfortable recommending it to people because I don't find it to be very gory. I don't find it to be overly violent. Um, Yeah. But it is post-apocalyptic, and it is so cute. So fucking cute it definitely falls under um my favorite genre which i like to call bittersweet you know because there are points where you're like oh that's so good but he doesn't know it's sad (laughs) like you know um i yeah i really think you would like it and if you watch it please tell me because i have nobody to talk to about it with um (laughs) 
and and my favorite character is named Bobby, and he's a and he's a little boy, but he's also a groundhog. Oh, <laughs> and he has little overalls, and he talks in broken English. Oh, he literally saves everybody. Is like it's like you're super focused on like the main characters, and of course they're doing like a bunch of like you know world saving stuff. But Bobby, Bobby is the man. Bobby is literally <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Because he looks, because I think they did like puppetry and CGI, because it's like, um, you know, like kids are being born with quote unquote defects, and they're like animal features, and, yeah. And there's a spectrum between how animal and how human the kids look. So the main character Gus, he just has like the deer ears and the antlers, and then he has like a lot of these like superpowers. Whereas Bobby is full fur he's literally a groundhog but it's like visibly humanoid and he has like little overalls and a handkerchief he wears and he digs tunnels he's really good at it (laughs) (laughs) i see i just oh my god i love him so much um i literally binged all of season one in a day And I hope they make more because it seemed like they alluded to making more. But it's one of those things where um, the first story arc ended. And so now I'm curious if Netflix will pick it back up for like a season three. What have you seen uh, recently? Ooh, okay. Um, we just saw that Talk to Me movie, which was really bad. Um, I knew it! It was so bad. I literally fucking knew it. Every time my horror movie Facebook page blows up about a movie, I know it's trash. I think the actors did well with the story they were given. Like, I have no acting critiques it's all in the writing Mm. and just the direction of the story which there was none so I have nothing like to say about the players involved but like qualms are just with like why were they given that script (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right (laughs) like why did this have to happen I want to see that new Dracula movie the last voyage of the Demeter. Um, yes, I want to see that. That's my favorite part of the actual Dracula novel is when they describe his ship coming into port. It's completely vacant. He's killed and drained everybody, and and as they're boarding the ship, a great black dog hops off of it and runs away. <laughs> so cool. That was him. That's Dracula. <laughs> I know, and anything on the ocean, too, is so dope. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that so bad. Yes. That's awesome. I don't really know if there's any movies I'm, like, excited about too, too much. Um, But they did just put the Mario movie on Peacock, so you know I'm going to watch that tonight. <laughs> I saw that on there. I haven't watched it yet, either. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I did watch um Stay Out of the Fucking Attic. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. It was actually yeah. like, a lot different than I expected it to be. Um, and the soundtrack I thought was really funny. And I think if I watched it without you telling me about it, I probably wouldn't have finished it. Because <laughs> of the way it was shot, I was like, this yeah. is this feels just like incredibly low budget. It had like bye-bye man quality. Like it really did. It was not there, but like the character and the heart was there. Right? Like Amani and Carlos were so likable. Seriously. I like they were, I literally just could have like watched them banter for two hours and that would have been fine. Like they literally yeah. could have actually moved the furniture out of the house and I would have watched that. <laughs> <laughs> All right bedtime yeah i'm calling it too (laughs) welcome home columbia beautiful beautiful